Hey, and welcome to the Rugby Report Code for another week. I know we're late, I apologise, uh, and we're gymless as well. So with me is Richard. Richard. Hey, hey. Uh, to, to find me show up, mate. Mate, look, no one cares about my personal life, but it is... Actually, no, it'd be horrific to carry on. Like, there's a global pandemic. Half of Sydney's flooded. In the yeah. scheme of things, I've had it pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I lost power for a few days. Mm. I got gastro, mm. and my son had a first birthday. Yeah. What a great few days. Yeah, it's, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Hence the no podcasting, no. and we apologise. Um, exciting times, though. I know we're a bit late this week, so I think we're, we're probably... The reviews have already been done by other podcasts, and you've read all the articles and stuff. We can touch on it. More in the end, but I'd love to know your opinion about the Six Nations, mate, because that was that climaxed obviously this week. Um, I, I've said before to you, I've not always said about the quality, but it's the best, best competition in the world, and you always go, No, mate. Um, yeah, all right, let's jump in. I, I just want to echo that point that I think this podcast coming out midweek, we're recording it on a Wednesday, there's no point us reviewing any games. Or even hitting the main articles. All we'll do is give our spin on them. It'll mm. be short. We're going to assume if you're listening to us, douchebags, you're probably well-versed right. on the New South Wales board being a bunch of idiots, the yeah. Wallaby squad, etc. So we'll hit those things, but we'll do it briefly. Yeah. So let's let's start with the Six Nations. That's a, that's a good shout. Um, you, you're winning me over. Uh, into. God. In it's terms of it, <laughs> it is a pretty special comp in terms of anyone can win it any given year. Mm. And the way, I mean, Italy are always going to be last. Yeah. But to see the rise of Scotland this year, um, I, I'd really thought Wales and Ireland in my non-deep analysis of Northern Hemisphere rugby were on the way down. Mm. I thought England were on the way up, but it looked like they peaked maybe 12 months ago. Um, and the emergence of France as a, a new global superpower, and then them just petering out for the second half of the competition. Mm. Um, looked like the forward pack wasn't up to it for yeah, the, the highlights I saw. Bit of COVID issues along the way, maybe might have had a long, long-term effect on them. But to build on a couple of your points, I would echo that your idea about or your vote about Wales, because before the Six Nations, they'd lost a huge number of games in a row, and. It'll, so I completely agree. I didn't expect too much of him, but, you know, kudos to them. I'd stuck yeah. a pin in George North. I thought it was all over. Mm. Now it looks like he's going to walk into the Lions team. Well, uh, there's, there's a few extra special Wales players in there as well, um, but I'm sure we'll get to that in a minute. But, like, it's a great tournament. And I think I saw a stat by someone. I can't remember who it was, and I apologise. But if you take Italy out of it, the majority of games were within five or, you know, were close when it came down to the last five minutes. You know, yeah, it's, the honestly, drama was, was amazing. I can't get into the games too much because I didn't watch them in full. I did the highlights online. Um, but the quality of football looked pretty pretty sharp as well. Mm. Um, I don't know, a few, a few big talking points. You're British. Eddie Jones, will they keep him or is he gone? Are you going to ask everyone who's British to see whether they want to? The only British person I talked to, mate. I've written the rest of them off. <laughs> no, I just meant in terms of using the collective noun of British, whether those Welsh or Scottish would care or not. English, then. All right. Um, I, I didn't know you were racist to the other British Isles. I wasn't. You were being. <laughs> uh, Eddie, should they keep him? Uh, is he going to coach at the Tars? What's the plan? What's going on here? I think they'll keep him. I think... Um, I, I totally get where you're coming from, and there's been a lot of pressure on it, and they're going to do this deep dive review of what's everything going on. But I just isn't that I, a load of shit? Yeah, I just think it's. I think I think they'll keep the same, if I'm honest, um, with everything with Would the, you? the money that's going on, um, or the loss of money due to COVID and stuff like that. Um, how much they'd have to pay him out as well for the extent of his contract? Um, do I think there needs to be a fresh voice? Yes, 
Whether that's a change in a backroom staff and um, moving forward, I don't know, to get a different viewpoint across to try and change it. At um, Camp Eddie, we're not there, but do you get the feeling that backroom staff ain't going to move the needle a lot? It looks to be a pretty dominant personality. Again, to, I, I'm, we're not there, but I think... But for guess! Him, for, for him to keep his job, I think he has to. Yeah. Like, because if you see his assistants that were there before, like, we had a go at Andy Farrell before because of his job that he was potentially doing at the beginning of Ireland, but they seem to be getting better. They're changing the way they play. They're bringing through a new guard. You know, him departing may have had an influence. You know, so I think there needs to just be a different voice. So even if, is, Eddie, even if Eddie stays, I think there needs to change. Is Eddie coach next World Cup? Uh, no, I'm saying no. I think, like you've mentioned before, I think he has a timeline. Um, and he gets the best out and then there's a drop off. Now all the players from what we've heard, you know, the ones that he loves, it's a love in, they say great, etc. But I just think that after maybe the next touring team, um, after the Lions, maybe one more, I think he'll go after that. He does feel to be that time bomb coach, doesn't mm. he? Yeah, no, that absolutely. Quick peak performance, big drop off. Mm. Who the next person is, is we don't know, you know, obviously we don't even know that he's lost his job, but it'd be interesting whether they go down the route of like a, a coach who's doing so well, like the Exeter coach, or whether they'll go global star again, but that's a long way up at the moment. Cool. Um, DuPont, best nine in the world right now? He's playing very well. He's just a freak, mate. Mm, playing very, very well. Really enjoyed him. The other one, um, <laughs> let's get into the weeds here, I saw this. Uh, red cards, Six Nations last 10 years, not including this one, five red cards. This Six Nations tournament, five red cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my two questions, I think I know the answer, so I'm just fucking with you. But my two questions are, one, um, I don't know, is that a problem? What does that tell us? Two, should they adopt the 20-minute red card rule? Well, you know, man, when, when, when they're going to get stricter on policing... Should they get less strict on the time you're off the field? No, we should, should it shouldn't be. Instead of if they're getting stricter on policing, shouldn't it be the player's responsibility to then adapt to the situation they're in? I'm not touching this. You know how I feel about this. I just thought. Well, you're the one who brought it up. Yeah, are you concerned though? Is five red cards in a tournament like this a problem? No, I think five red cards. It is a problem. Okay, so let's look at it as a whole. Yes, it is because we don't want ever want want um, players to be missing off the field at a time. I totally want to stand by that. Um, however, surely it's gonna. We need to abide by the rules. We need to look after the welfare of the players. Okay, and if in some of these instances of some of the red cards were clear red cards, and in any timeline there would have been red cards. Well, maybe not 20, 30 years ago, but there would have been red cards. Okay, we need to look after our players. I believe that yes, this number has increased to five, but I would say that because of it, this will hopefully show an evolution in tackling technique. We've already talked about. Um, breakdown work, etc. But hopefully that will see an, an evolution of along the way. If, because if you look at the tackling recently, you know the best tacklers are the ones that, that chop the player, not too low, but chopping the player and actually, because obviously we're concerned about knees, but tackling technique has definitely been a focus area. We agree to disagree on this one. We've we've trodden this territory a lot, I mm. guess. But I I thought it was an interesting statistic. The, the one I would challenge you with, how do you feel about the, the contest in the air now? It seems to be that that now isn't even a yellow. Um, there was one at Super Rugby, I think the game started. 
Mate, you can't tell me that wasn't a red five years ago. No, but I think the point you made uh, a while ago, the problem with the red card when there was a challenge in the air, it was so outcome-based. Yeah. And it was just the way that it was done. I love the challenge in the air, the up and under, etc. but you do have to look after the player. So if you're not looking after the player, then if someone's landing on their head, however much it's an accident or not, the guy should be sent off because you need to look after the player. Okay? But if you can, if you're getting up and contesting, um, then I think it's, I think that's great. That's awesome. I love getting the, the challenge in the air. Oh, I just, I like the way they've gone with that. Increases the challenge. It just seems contradictory to me with where they've gone with the challenge of the yeah. breakdown and contact. It's hard to follow. Are you trying to say that there's an inconsistency of world rugby? <laughs> I might be pointing to that fact. Are you not surprised by this? Um, no, I'm not. But, no. you know, it is what it is. Um, any other points? Thing, yeah? Just about the Six Nations, uh, Louis Rees Zanet. I didn't, you know, he had a great, um, he's a Welsh boy, a great uh, winger. Um, I think he's a cert for the for obviously the Lions. I thought he was he was outstanding. So for for the Welsh, t- t- talk to me. I, I should definitely care deeply about the forwards, but I'm a backsman. <laughs> Fly half in my day, Richard, as you know. Um, talk me through what's Richard's Lions backline because that's oh the next gosh. big international calendar, isn't it? Do you know what? Right now, I. This is gonna people will hate this. I, I don't I, I don't know, and this is really gonna come down to what style of play they really want. Um, it's Gatlin. It's gonna be Gatlin Ball. I'll give yeah, you the hot tip. Is it is it gonna be? I don't know. Like if you look at the players that stood out in the in the work in, in obviously the uh, the Six Nations, um, the the Welsh boy I've just mentioned. Um, you've got um, the other Scottish guy, the Duan Van der Merwe, he's the top prize scorer. He'll be the two wingers, uh, the tens. Um, you look at obviously Owen Farrell sometimes, Joel Ford sometimes. You know whether it's Johnny Sexton sometimes, um, the Welsh fly half. I, I don't know is the honest answer right now. Yeah, because I feel like six months ago it picked itself. Yeah, it was largely English with the one or two mm. inserts. Now I don't know, different dynamic. I think the, uh, the the two that you would talk about potentially that would be the ones that you know would get in that team. Stuart Hogston to get in that team, obviously. Um, and the other, the Scottish guy, Finn Russell, we took about 10, probably would get in there, probably. But I, I don't know, it's so much up in the air. And the sure. last thing on that, I don't know, I've said that three times now, yeah, but last thing on that is that, um, does it matter? Aren't South Africa going to be so underdone after no Super Rugby? They're playing Super Rugby right now, aren't they? Yeah, but are they? What's that tournament? <laughs> no one's South African listens anymore, Richard. <laughs> We used to do South African accents for a year what? or two. No, 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 They're no, all no. gone. I did not. No, that, that's good. Faf. That was definitely, again, Faf. not me. Um, surely the lines are going to steamroll. I, I don't know what you want me to say to that because you would say if you, for a line series, you have to get up. You don't have to do a lot of pre-work. If they're not playing Super Rugby, it might, they might put a squad together and like have a number of practice games. So they might actually have a greater co- uh, cohesiveness than they were done before. I don't know. Mm, be interesting. I never know who I go for in these Lions tournaments. Because the, the rugby fan in me wants the Lions to win against New Zealand and South Africa. Because, you know, the, full, the touring nation, it's an incredible yarn. I absolutely love it. But just to fuck with you... I think I might almost be rooting for South Africa on this occasion. You go for it, mate. It's okay. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I won't know until they kick off. Yeah, that's right. I'll know um, Lots of other things to talk about. I think the big one, uh, obviously we've got the Wallaby squad, which I'm very excited to go through. But let's talk New South Wales. Let's talk that shit show. Um, it is a disaster. Um, it's an absolute mess. I think 
Okay, what's the biggest thing? I'm going to interrupt you. What's the one thing that shits you the most? Now, look at it really objectively. You can't just say it's New South Wales, it's the hub, you know, we need to be better, we need to be spending money more. It's all the, all the board's fault. If it is, why? Is it the lack of recruitment? What's the number thing, that, the number one thing that pisses you off the most? The lack of planning from once they won the title. So, I don't know, when, when was that? We were, we're at their grand final, 2014. So we're talking seven years from now. It would be reasonable in a cycle of international rugby to expect to probably have no one left from that squad. So, so what was the you know four-year plan? What was the eight-year plan? There didn't seem to be one. But uh, what it was, would be the argument would be, is this the beginning of their new four-year plan right now? And they've then said, okay, we made a mistake. We're now going to start our new four-year plan now. Fine, don't cut Penny. Like, I would accept that if at the start of this year you didn't cut Penny. And I would accept that at the start of this year if you didn't say, hey, Penny, we're going to sack every second rower in your squad. Mm-hmm. We're going to let every wallaby in your team walk. Mm-hmm. We're going to let everyone with experience leave. Uh, you don't have a budget to recruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's COVID. And, hey, all the best, mate. you got the under-20s. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my problem. I would have accepted that. And I think, I think there was even an appetite for fans to accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, they were going to accept, yeah, with gritted teeth, they were going to accept it. He got dealt a shit sandwich. So is this the lack of communication from the top to the bottom? Is that your biggest issue? Mate, because if you'd, have been, if you'd have been informed of all of this, to use your phrase, that this was a development year and they kept Penny and you knew you were going to be shit, but you knew it was a process, to use that very... Philadelphia 76 term, part of the process. If you knew they were part of the process, you'd have been all right with it? No, because the, the horse had already bolted. Mm-hmm. They didn't want NRC. They did nothing to finance club rugby. What's their structure? What's their system? I've never been able to see it. And that's where you can throw a penny under the bus a little bit. Mm. Um, it's been a mess for, for so long. And it looked like the Israel Falau scandal was the the nuclear bomb in terms of he was the one talented bloke throwing you know, Hooper and Beal and Foley in that mix, they could still get enough performances to you know, avoid this criticism. Once Folau was gone, it was all over. Then once Hooper was gone, it was catastrophic. Hmm. Um, and at that point, there was no saving grace. So where was, where was the planning for their what departure? What would you have liked to have seen? Um, I mean, honestly, a coach pick and stick, a squad pick and stick, Keep some old blokes. Keep Staniforth. God forbid. Keep Ned Hannigan. Keep Carmichael Hunt. But keep Tom Robertson. If the lure of playing overseas, for example, like Ned Hannigan's in Japan right now, what is the what is the what's, what's Th- that, the key that's on? when it's on them to let's look at who's overseas Australian players. That's when you've got to get the checkbook open and say, yeah, we got young kids coming through, mm-hmm. but right now we need a Rodder, a Karevi, a McMahon, a Gill, a Skelton. Um, we need Tolulatu, probably not, you get pissed drunk and crash a car. But, you know, we need some of these international caliber players to give these young blokes a chance. Hmm. Um, and I think that total arrogance or ignorance to think that the under 20s could get it done, hmm. and what's worse is they can't get it done, they're totally stunted. Hmm. Um, and I, I know I shit on Newsom because I've never ever seen him, I literally have never seen him. Hmm. Um, but what chance has he got? Hey, mate, 2021... He's, he's not a 13 either, in fairness to him. No, like he's not, mate, he's not a rugby player. <laughs> Zing. Uh, no, he may well be a wallaby in four years. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of the kid. I'm sure he's got heaps of talent. But here he is captaining 
the worst side in Australian rugby uh, and getting no pill. Mm. You've totally stunted his growth. He's now the punchline of some mediocre podcast. Mm. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right. Glad to make it mediocre. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so I just think that they set these kids up to fail. They set Penny up to fail. I feel like they's a cop-out because it's like I don't, I don't know enough about it. I don't know those nameless clowns on the border. Um, the bums of the week, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so they feels like a cop-out. I wish I could name names. Oh, I'd name them, Richard. Would you? Um, I just don't know them. Um, but <laughs> it, research. But it feels like it is, it is structurally down. Now, the, the ever-ending fight between club rugby and super rugby always pokes its head in New South Wales. I don't know the answer. I'm a devout club rugby bloke. I love my club. But I also can recognise that there is worlds apart from club rugby and super rugby. Um, and that's where a comp like the NRC needed to be taken seriously. Queensland did. Look at the pay. Mm. Look at the players who came through that system. Um, it's, it is a shit show from start to finish. And, and literally now, there's, there's two options. You pick and stick and cop it for three years. Or you do a Real Madrid, Melbourne Rebels, get some private backers and try and buy back every Australian star overseas. You're still going to suck for 12 months as you try and build some continuity, but at least there'll be moments of brilliance. Mm. But then what do you do to all those young kids? Depends whether you've ruined them or not. <laughs> that's the, I mean, that's what I think. Well, what do you think about it? What do you think about Penny? Look, I, I feel sorry for him. From uh, looking at it objectively from the outside, I want the Waratahs to be very successful. I hope they Because they're your team I, here. I, I, yeah, I have more allegiance to the Waratahs than everybody, anybody else. Um, from an outsider looking in, the, the part I feel sorry for him, I don't think he had enough time to impact the culture. That's such a buzzword right now, culture. I don't think he had enough time to change it in his short tenure at the club. I really felt that. Um, the downside was there was no lack of, I felt like there was a lack of direction, structure, or development of, of the way he wanted to play, but that also comes back to lack of time. Um, I also feel his hands were tied behind his back because of the recruitment. Um, I personally would have liked to have seen him stay out the, the entire year and try to make a change. Uh, what frustrates me is that you get messages coming out, you know, Waratah's culture's in question, no one wants to come to us, you know, you make the comment, you know, Rodder chooses to just go and sign for the Western Force thing, rather than come and play at the Waratah. So something has to change, but unfortunately, without consistency, to use your point, nothing's ever going to change, whether that's coach, training top, etc. So this is a big, big decision from the board right now. Who are they going to go for? You're the board, Richard. You've got endless money. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, let's just say, let's imagine New South Wales rugby is rich. Uh, probably not. Let's imagine they are rich, though. You're the board. What course of action do you take? Do you pick and stick with your young guns? Or do you open the checkbook? Or do you just, you know, one or two key signings? Two forwards, one back? Right now, I pick and stick. And I try and acquire however you would get this, how, you know. The kid Harris did well at number eight the other day. I'd, I'd stick by him. Harrison does well at ten. Um, I'd find a second row. Um, the front I mean, row. that's clear, isn't it? Yeah. Second rows. I'd find a second row. I'd find a centre, you know, to actually run lines, give Harrison a bit of help. Wouldn't Carmichael be nice? <laughs> yeah. Um, and as much as De- Jack Dempsey's done well at fullback, uh, I'd probably shift him and I'd, I'd like a second receiver. Um, you mean Maddox? Maddox, sorry. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, I'd like a, a 15, so I'd like another... A, um, 
a centre, um, a second rower, and a, and a 15 that can act as a second playmaker. I like that new hooker they brought back. Yeah. And he's gone straight into the Wallaby squad. And then the kid who played Harris, who played eight, played one well at the weekend. And yeah. There's Harris just too many got, of them. That's yeah. the problem. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would like to see. But, so, but again, we're still talking four or five yeah. international level signatures. Yeah. But it's I go lot. back to my point, I would still stick because that the, the question of culture has come up several times. And I feel like if you get the younger guys in first, they'll buy into this positive culture quicker than maybe what... that shit up. Yeah, quicker than what the um, older pros are. So that's what I do. Um, Who that person is, by the way, in the short term, I know that's probably... Because there's so many people that are going to be have their name chucked into it. Czech is doing a good job on Stan Sport um, at the moment, but he's not to come back. Whether he comes back as a director and you have a young person that, that evolves, that doesn't How's that director job? It's just that's a free paycheck, yeah, but nice new suit, nothing, and no responsibility. Yeah, and nothing changes, really. Do they go completely... Um, his uh, name passes me by at the moment the sevens guy after the Olympics so they put someone in an interim basis until then and uh, then bring him across I don't know but there's no one that jumps to mind at the moment that bloke in the teaching coaching the LA team mm-hmm. um, he led I think three teams to club titles mm-hmm. um, I can't think of his name right now we're doing really well with names aren't we alright mate it's <laughs> blackout, <laughs> blackout. <laughs> it's been tough I haven't had one That's uh, my look there's plenty of candidates frankly I don't really care I'm a bit over it. There's there's no one that will excite me short of Eddie Jones at this point. Uh, wouldn't that be fun? Um, I don't think that big signature's coming. Uh, my question to you is, is the getting the next gig at New South Wales, is that a blessing or a curse? Because there seems to be this, this beautiful time, right? Let's take Queensland. They had Nick Styles, and then they had... I, don't, I think maybe I'm other wrong. Bloke. You, you can tell me I'm completely wrong. People will always want the New South Wales Waratahs job. Because no, people will want the job, but you know, there's a point where no one expects you to win anymore, and at that point, you've got time. Let's take Brad yeah, Thorne. Yeah. So we're he basically that, got a two-year. We're at that point. Right are now. we? I reckon they've they've got a, one more coach to burn before they're oh, at that point. Think? I think someone will get it for the rest of this year. They'll be crucified, and then oh, the next yeah, but, person. But be, oh, sorry, okay, I agree with that because it will be an interim coach. They won't, yeah. empl- they won't employ someone because they'll have to break the contract to the end and give them a payout. So it will be an interim point, you know. Blake is now going to be in charge from point X to point Y. I don't want to coach, I want to be director, Richard. Oh, sorry. I want no responsibility. (laughs) I'll be the coach from point X to point Y, and that's the end of your contract, and we'll review it at the end of the season. And I'll get in the way of your selections as director. Yeah, and then I'll be fired, that'll be your second coach, (laughs) and we'll start again next time. And we'll do it again next time. At least they're not going to get um, smashed up by Kiwi teams this year, so at least that'll be better. Well, no, they will, the second half of the tournament. COVID might save them. Yeah, are you sure about that? Well, you think it won't go ahead? No, I don't, I don't think all of our Kiwi teams... I think only the four Aussie teams play go across, but I may be wrong. Well, only the top four? Yeah, I thought so, but maybe I'm wrong. No. Okay, then I'm wrong. Sorry. If you're right, that's fascinating, and that's how it should be, in my mind. Maybe I'm wrong. You're looking nah, at me look, like I just said something the crazy. We're not dropping there. knowledge this week, are we? <laughs> yeah, no, all not. I would say, this is an exercise in mismanagement. You <laughs> can point to where this has happened other places. Look at Canberra for the opposite. Consistent pathways of coaches coming through, assistant coaches into coaches. Yeah. Juniors now coming into the squad, the smallest city in Australia. I don't know if that's true, but it's a tiny city. No one actually lives there. Um, locals coming through now, developing in the in the team. It's, it's a great system. It's a great setup. New South Wales are the antithesis of that, um, and they've got a long way to go. Mm. That's why I'm almost, let's just adopt the Real Madrid model, where the rock stars get them all back. 
get over you one definitely of the year. Do a year. Definitely don't have the money to be able to do that. No, no, they don't. It is it is a disaster. Talking Super Rugby, what do you think about the two Pacific Island teams that World Rugby is going to fund? Yeah, I think that's an awesome initiative. Um, I hope it doesn't turn into an opportunity for... Um, no, I'll rephrase that. I hope it's an opportunity to grow the game and for those tier two nations to be able to get better and for us to become an even bigger global sport than we are at the moment and i'm excited by it so that'd be good i think it is incredible and let's say let's say it works as desired i think within two world cup cycles fiji samoa top five nation won't they that have to be if you look at the talent that's playing globally. Now, my question to no, you is: Is it going to work? I don't think you're going to go to a top five nation, if I'm honest, in that short time frame. I'm talking eight years. I still don't think you're going to be a top five nation. Tell you where I don't, and I'm saying that that's if it works, right? If it mm. works, I could, they f- literally have the talent. If you picked mm. a 15 Fiji right now, mm-hmm. based on players that are Australian, Kiwi, British, French, the whole hog, mm-hmm. I think. Th- that'd be a top five nation. There's that much talent. What worries me is how much are they really funding this and what are contracts, how tied up are other players overseas? Because if this is a Fiji Drua, like a junior Pacific Islander team and the contracts aren't fat, all you're actually doing is creating a pathway for European and Japanese teams yeah, to pick was, up those players. That's what I was going to intimate, but I, you said it in a lot more. Yeah, that, that's, that's what scares me about it. I think it is a huge step forward, but that's my reservation, that mm. it, it it needs to be funded to the, the, the nth degree, and you mm. need to try and get back some of those rock stars. Um, and then you've got to create that passion, and I think it's there in those cultures where the desire to play for their national team supersedes. Mm. And I understand completely why it doesn't right now. Mm-hmm. I would be taking the money too. Mm. Um, but really, really exciting time and an exciting prospect. No, no, absolutely. I just fingers crossed it works well. Um, Australian squad. Yeah, what are your, what are your initial thoughts? Shocked, uh, I'll rephrase it. What was, who was your biggest shock? You know what? When you name a squad of 40, there's not many shocks mm. because you're basically free to pick... Um, you know, 20 incumbents, 10 fair enoughs and 10, oh, okay, they deserve a shot on form. So there's no shocks in terms of who was selected. A few things I'm excited about. The only shocks is who was admitted. Um, and the big ones uh, for me, not even BPA, I never rated him that highly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Falau Fanger and Scott Seo. Mm-hmm. Um, Seo injury, but other blokes that are injured were named Tom Wright for example I'll have a look in a minute um, so CO and Falau Fainger are the two that are Falau Fainger I can almost understand because he's as good as chucking into the line out as couldn't think of a metaphor then um, but he's atrocious at chucking into the line out once he's got a gold jersey on but I don't understand that no incumbent's been picked at hooker um, and that's a huge problem when, you, when our problem's the second row and hooker, to have no experienced hookers in the squad, I'm a little bit worried. And that's where uh, my red flag goes up. Pretty well everywhere else. I'm very excited. Yeah? Who, who excites you the most? The centres. Yeah. I have no idea which combination you pick, but what a choice to pick from. I think there's not a team in the world who wouldn't be jealous of that, bar maybe the Kiwis. The centres are really, really exciting. Ten's exciting. 
Nine's like exciting. Your, what, what do you anticipate? I know this is a 40-man squad and we're projecting way too far, but what is your idea of the, the uh, midfield? Who's uh, your honestly, I don't know. Who do I think they'll go no, with? No, no. Who do you want? I think they go with Tamura and Paisami. That's not what I asked. Who, Who do, do I want? Probably I'd go Tamura and Paisami if I was running Lolisio at 10, which I think I would. Um, but if, if I was to run Tamura at 10... I'd probably run Paisami at 12 and Ikitao at 13. You don't think I'll go uh, Lucio, Tamua, uh, Pataya? Okay. I think Pataya gets a spot on the wing. I think his hands... I think he is an outside centre. You don't think they're going to go his really bold and, go and his hands. on one side? I don't know if Vunavalo's injured right now on the other wing. I think they'll make him earn that jersey a bit more, even though he's got the physicality and the athleticism mm-hmm. probably to play now. I think it'll be Corabetti and Pattaya on the wings. Yeah, plus, uh, one of all those key skills at the moment, like breakdown work, even positioning and return kicks, is not great. Where I think it's unfortunate is for Wright, who probably had a mortgage on one of those wing spots. He just hasn't played. Yeah, no. Um, does he end up a fullback? I'd love to see it. I think we're short at 15. Mm-hmm. That's the only backline position I've got it short at. I mm-hmm. think we're very strong there. Uh, the back row is very, very strong. Without Michael Hooper, seven looks funny. But there's plenty of competition. Second row is still a bit, how's your father? A few blokes have stepped up this year, but we're, we're not talking an international standard of second row. Are. Yeah, even the, what, the Brumbies lot, Neville, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're playing well yeah. in Australia's domestic competition. I'm, I'm excited, though. I understand what you're going to say about um, Saro Uru. I'm excited about Yeah, him. me too. Wherever Very he's going to play, whether he's in the row or six or eight, wherever he's going to play, I'm excited by him. Yeah. Props. Stop for days. Where I'm nervous is hooker, second row, and fullback. Um, and then just getting your combinations right. Mm-hmm. I think there's talent in all of the other positions. In terms of the wider squad, yeah, Falau Fainga confuses me a bit. Um, and then Scott Seo confuses me a lot. Mm. Tamani uh, confuses me a bit too. Is it just he's 130 kilos? He's mm. 207 centimetres or something. Like the bloke's 204 centimetres. He's just a big human. Mm. And is it just the thinking, we've been bullied up front, let's just get a big boy in there? Oh, maybe just the lack of a dearth of quality locks in that spot. Maybe. Yeah, is what's... Yeah. My problem with him is he might be a big boy, but Jesus, he's soft. Mm. I wouldn't say that's his face. No, sure. no, no. But 120 <laughs> kilos, mate. Of, of all the big boys running around, like he's, I've never really seen mm. his presence noted. And I know we have a bench of this well. We've, we've mentioned previous years that um, Salakai Loto has been poor at times, but I think this year he's continued to It's play his best time. season ever. Yeah. Um, his problem is stuck between a lock and a, a flanker. I think it's from an outsider looking in, I think he's, he should be a second row. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's a six. Um, but you're right, he keeps getting moved from one to the other. Yeah, and just is he big enough? International rugby, you mm-hmm. just want... At least one of your locks to be a huge human, mm. and that is that what Tamani? Yeah, idea. wouldn't he? Yeah. At least he's coming home. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no. There's, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I'm excited by the the potential this squad has because there's a lot of new faces in there or new combinations. Um, so I'm excited to see what it narrows down to and what your 23 man squad comes to. What style you want to play? Um, I question, you know, last year the Pasami Pattaya um, midfield was your first choice at one point last year, but it's not really working for me in Super Rugby at the moment. I don't think either. I don't think and there needs another ball player in there. So, Pasami's shocked me with his ball no, play. I, 
I, I shocked me. Left foot and right foot kicking, throwing cutouts. I, I still, I think for me personally, I still like the option of Tamura in there as, as 12, but that's, but I wouldn't be, you know, you're not upset by Paisano. Who do you run as 10 then? Is it O'Connor? I think they run O'Connor. Mm. I think they run O'Connor 10, Tamura 12. I think they'll run, O'Connor, they'll run O'Connor at 10, and I think they'll put uh, Tamura at 12. Is that who you play? Yeah, I would. Yeah, see, for me, I just want an out and out 10. I, um, there's nothing right like Lassie has done a great you know he's played well for the Brumbies as well um, he has a massive advantage because for the Brumbies your pack is, is your strongest one of your strongest elements so you're always on the front foot let's be honest whereas um, against a high quality um, Kiwi team you're not going to be on the front foot all the time um, which probably plays into your answer about wanting a natural 10 maybe more than a fill in which is James O'Connor but you asked me the question what do I think I think that is what they'll go with if I'm Dave Rennie the one thing I'm trying to do is Win my line out, dominate the scrum, and I think you can do that with Tupo. I mm. think we can dominate any scrum. Dominate the scrum, win the line out, be effective uh, and break you're, down. Your other scrummer, your other front row has to do well as well. Yeah, but oh, when, you've pack, got, really. when you've got the other front rowers are pretty strong. Mm. There's a prop, so... And, and look, as a second rower, you would know that they play a massive role in, in a solid scrum as well. Yeah, so. it worries me a bit there. Yeah. But I think if we can hold our own line out, scrum, ruck and maul, the back line is fine. There is enough individual yeah, talent. It's fine. No, fine no, sure. It's not a superlative. But, uh, but fine, I don't think it? right now we need to be working on bullshit double cut second man plays. Australia needs to get our basics right. Mm-hmm. Um, and even last year, you know, the Brumbies had so much success playing set piece, the Wallabies couldn't do it. No, but so again, can that translate? But international rugby teams are much, uh, much more effective at diffusing a rolling ball. You'll notice that in World Cups and, and regularly. And the scrum seems way more, it seems a lot more parity there than what there seems in Super Rugby. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's, yeah, there's less bums. Yeah, so you don't get those mismatches. No. You might get a 10% leg up rather than 100. Uh, excited for Pony from the Rebels in the front row. I think he's, as I said the other week, his athleticism in scrummaging is ridiculous. And he's only getting better at the technical game. And him around the park, the idea of him coming on with 20 to go is very salivating. Uh, okay. I love the thought of that as an impact runner. It's an exciting Wallabies team. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, in a, we're in a phase of transition. I, I am still oh, just saw almost heartbroken at the talent that's overseas. I saw a Wallaby World 15 named, players that now play overseas. It's probably better than a 15 that the Wallabies could name. Um, and I, God, I hope that gets rectified. I don't think it is, though, because the, the monetary gain of being able to go overseas clearly outweighs the monetary gain of staying at home. And I know the gold is amazing, but once you've represented and you've accrued a number of caps, you have to look after yourself and your family. No, so I get it. Surprised. I get it. It's just frustrating oh, yeah. that there's so much talent um, in and around. Um, did you want to have a quick run-through of the Super Rugby? Should we talk Australian Conference? Um, Queensland jumping in front, huge Crazy win over the uh, Brumbies. Did not see that coming. Ripped my heart out. Actually, I did see it coming, and I thought the Reds were going to win, and I tipped them. Ten minutes in, I was like, God, I was wrong. The mm-hmm. Brumbies are so much more clinical. The systems are so much better. And the Reds just hung in the fight and stayed in there, and now top of the conference. Um, is that where they belong? And how much is COVID going to hurt them? They're now staying in Sydney. Like there's not um, much in this between those. There's a clear one and two here. The other yeah, three can beat say, it. Like it's a clear one and two. I don't think COVID's going to hinder them that much. 
Do you think there'll be a hangover towards the back end of the season, not being able to there, go there home? May be, there may be. And look, you miss your family, your family are the most important thing in your life. But I just feel like the culture, community spirit, collectiveness, cohesive group. Quite young have, too. Yeah, that they're going to enjoy. I remember the Phoenix Suns, to give an analogy, they loved being in the bubble. They went 8-0 and for the NBA in the bubble because they're all young. They're on their... They were with their team, they were playing computer games, they were young, they didn't, it wasn't like they had family, kids and everything to go back to. So it may be similar, <sighs> um, but I, I just think there's such a divide that I think that the, the two teams will get to the final and it will just be that one-off game wherever it might be played, I, I think they'll be fine. And I, I, that game will fascinate me because Queensland only won, and I genuinely mean this, that day because of the scrum. Brumbies outplayed him for the first 50, Red smashed him for the last 30, but it was once the Brumbies lost the scrum. I'm very interested to see that when Al Alatoa's back, Slipper's back and CEO's back. Um, how does that look, that game? Um, I don't know. I don't think the Brumbies can play as well as they did in the first 50. I don't think the Reds can play as bad as they did in the first 40. So that might even it out. I'm genuinely fascinated by that contest. Mm. Um, you can only beat what's in front of you, though. That's the thing. And they did. Mm. Um, so the Rebels are an emerging beast, really. Mm -hmm. uh, Tars suck. We've yeah. discussed that. They're disgusting. Um, Rebels Force, thoughts? Um, it's exciting to have the Force back because um, they're competitive. Their fucking squad's ridiculous yeah. on paper. Um, but we don't play sport on paper and they're not producing the results at the moment. It's disappointing in the Brumbies game, by the way, the Brumbies Force game. Yeah, it was just they were terrible. The force, yeah, I was weren't disappointed they? Disappointed in that. Jim was at that game, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, good job, Jim. Um, Cheers for the correspondence. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, no, look, for me, it's uh, it's great that we're having back, but yeah, there's a clear divide, and I think there'll be a battle to finish third. Which, what does that really mean? I don't know. For them, I think it means a bit. Um, I just why aren't they putting it together? The force is it just the total utter lack chopping, of continuity? Yeah, I was just say chopping and changing of the team. You know, you've been put together at the at the last minute. You look at the consistency of the Brumbies and the Reds. How they to use that word again? Consistent over the last years in terms of picking and sticking. They they know their patterns, their structures. You can tell they played here. The force as much as there's quality there. Um, again, you know how hard it is to, to play together as a group of people, and I think they're struggling with that at the moment. I used to, I, do you remember those weekends where you'd show up and game of subbies or lower grade club rugby, and you'd look around and you'd be like, oh my God, so-and-so's here and so-and-so's here. Mm. We're going to rip. Mm. That guy used to be a first grader. I know mm. that guy played somewhere under 20s. Mm. And then you'd be 30 minutes into the game, and you'd be losing, yeah. and you just couldn't work out why. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm passing it to him. No, I know. I've missed eight tackles, but it can't be that. <laughs> Um, Maybe. But it's just that continuity. Yeah, it's because no one's ever trained together. It just no. doesn't come together. That, that's the force right now. Rebels look like they're building into something. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see how they go in the Kiwi Conference. Hopefully. It'll be competitive, but they just need to change their mindset because at the moment, like that, that game against the Tars, it frustrated me watching that game because they kicked the points and they were always going to win. And it got to that game where they didn't take the bonus point because they kicked a few extra um, goals which I would normally adhere to, but when you're so far ahead, you should know you've got to score the tries. Mm -hmm. And that showed a lack of ambition for me. It did, and that game also showed a strong presence of Mario Kart refereeing. Mm. And once the team's on the ropes, mate, the ref just pulls them back in. Yeah, I know, definitely. Um, all right, jump over quickly. Kiwi Conference. Chiefs won some games. Yeah, we What's doing? 
Yeah, it's amazing. But it's licorice all sorts. You never know what you're going to get, eh? Geordie Barrett scoring a zillion tries. I know, up over in Japan. Best Barrett. I mean, the other Barrett player scored yeah. a million tries in, in Japan, didn't he, as well? Yeah, he did, but Geordie, yeah, killing it. I know, he scored the... every point. You know, yeah. Kicked the goal, scored it. Yeah, the yeah, best Barrett in the world right now. God, that came out quickly on Twitter, people running that. Oh, Just really? settle down, guys. Yeah, I still think Biden's better. Um, Geordie's a gun. And you know what? Scott doesn't get the kudos he deserves because he's a second rower. And he works as, he's a very, very good rugby player, but because he's not a flashy back, he doesn't get that. And he's a Kiwi who yeah. isn't scoring zoo in tries. Put him yeah. in any other country. He's absolutely. a starting second rower. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the Japanese conference on frothing, have you seen any of the Stan highlights? No. I always watch the ones Karevi and Bowden Barrett oh, nice. Tavita Lead, 100 tries a game, mate. Oh, nice. Literally, get your sports bet app out and bet on Tavita Lead to score. It's safer than flower um, flying up. Can we just say other betting companies are available? Or? And I don't condone betting or no, gambling. It's entirely not. irresponsible and ridiculous. Yeah. But Tavita Lee and flower flying are free money. Yeah, okay, cool. Thanks. Free money, ATM. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> Okay, and uh, gamble responsibly. Um, all right, anything else to add other than fuck the Tars and they're bored? No, that's about it, really. That's the gist, though, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Penny, any any blame on him? Uh, as I said before, yes. Lack of structure, lack of cohesion. Could have Graham Henry got that team to a win this year? Yes, probably. He probably could have. <laughs> He'd have paid. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, they'd probably be in the Tars. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 no, so the, the force. It's, it's a game of inches. You know what? You don't know. If the culture's crap there, then if everyone's a bit more together, you have a bit more training session, you may get those extra five, five points and you could be in. But we don't know. But, yeah, they suck. Yeah. Penny, look, Penny, let's be frank. Penny sucked. But his record shows a good coach. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't so take a genius he... to look at that lineup and go, you're not beating Sydney Uni. Yeah, you've got to stick together. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for joining in. We're, we know it's late. We know it's a bit short. Yeah. We know Jim's on here. That's a win, really, let's be frank. Oh, I, um, um, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to put it with me, so, you know, <laughs> mm, no. um, Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will catch you next week, back right. at our scheduled time. Yeah, what's that time? I, look, Richard, let's not commit to anything. <laughs> All right, hooray. See ya.